What's good, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios. Try to stay out of that heat as we continue our countdown to kickoff and the return of the Friday Night Lights here in the San Diego CIF section. Joining me on the other end of the Blast Radius Coffee Hotline, we got Grant Anderson, one of the Dirty Birds from Torrey Pines, the Falcons last year making an open division championship run. So you know whoever we talked to from this team uh, knows a thing or two about high-quality football. Grant, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Christian. Uh, just had a football practice today. Just got done with it. And, uh, you know, it's looking like football season finally. I've been waiting for it. Now we're almost in pads, and uh, I've just been enjoying it because, you know, it's my senior year last year. And, you know, number one, I just want to have fun with it. So. So what has this summer looked like for you football-wise? Uh, you are a linebacker uh, primarily, so are you dragged around to seven-on-seven seven to just kind of wander around the middle for a little bit? or What, what have you guys been up to this summer? Uh, yeah, so we've actually been doing a lot of seven-on-seven seven, like tournaments. We're in like a league from like even March, so we've been doing it for a while. Um, so I feel like... Um, with our offense this year, we might be throwing the ball a little more because, you know, we're usually, like, uh, super run heavy. But this year we got, like, a lot of good pieces on offense, like a X. We got the new young QB can sling it, um, you know, tight end. We got a lot of weapons that um, I think we can use in the air. So I think we realized that we're, like, just trying to refine it. And then defensively, like, you know, our defensive coaches, they always have us ready, you know. They're, you know, our whole coaching staff is just the best in the county. But, you know, defensively, we're just working on our drops, getting our reads so that, you know, once we get in pads, we can just go full throttle and hit. And we're not worrying about, like, what a cover three or a cover two is or anything like that. We can just play the run and we can start hitting. It seems like – the uh, the entirety of Tory Pines' existence as a football team, I always go back to what I uh, – it, it can be summarized by something that I heard Coach Gladnick say at the SDSU passing team tournament last year, uh, and, and that was, you know, hey, we took a loss, but that's okay because, you know, every, something to the extent of everyone out here is is a bunch of sports cars driving around, and when we get into the season, we're a monster truck rally, and we're going to hit them up front, and, and you know, we're going to – drive it home with our physicality up front. Is that kind of Torrey Pines football in a nutshell? Oh, yeah, just in your face. Like, you know, we run the same stuff every year, you know. People know what we run. We run the wing tee. They, we know we're going to just – people know we're going to try and run it down your throat, basically. And uh, we say, you know, like, come and stop us. And, you know, a lot of teams, especially nowadays, they have, like, spread offenses and stuff, like, they're not really like a lot of defenses now. They're not, they don't want to just get line up and get hit over and over every play. And I feel like that's kind of our brand of football offense and defense. Like we're just going to hit you. And by four to core, <laughs> by the fourth quarter, you know, you're just, you're not going to want to play with us. So I feel like that, that is our goal going into every game. So. So for you personally, as somebody that's always mixing it up in the middle, where does the the fire, the motivation, the hunger to play that kind of football come from for you? Um, 
comes from a lot of things, um, you know, mainly in my family and my friends, my teammates that I'm playing with because, you know, football is the ultimate team sport. And, um, you know, when you're sitting around in the locker room with your teammates and you're about to walk down those stairs before a game Friday night, like there's no other feeling like it, like just the brotherhood that you have with them. And so really, like, you know, that's what I do it for because we've been working all off season. You know, we lift four times a week the whole year, you know, morning lift until summer, you know. Now we're going two days, like, starts next week. It's tough. It's a grind. So once you get to those games and, you know, like, all the hard work that you've put in, has been worth it. Like it's just, it's just the greatest feeling in the world. People don't really appreciate the year long time commitment that goes into about two and a half hours worth of your Friday night for for ten. Like the football season itself, if you kind of zoom out, is really actually the smallest of all of your time investments that you guys are putting in in a given year. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's it's ridiculous because you're just you know. You're working the whole year, and then you're like, you know, it's all for these games, and then it's over in like a snap, and then it's like, it's just back to work, you know. But so, you know that's that's just how it is. So you know, as a football player, like you gotta love the uh, the grind. You know, you can't you can't just be about the game. It's not like baseball or playing like 160 games a year or whatever. It's it's most of it is just you're in the weight room. And you're doing the dirty work that, you know, no one really appreciates, but you got to love that part of it or else you're just not going to be a good football player. Well, all of that work has uh, started to get college coaches interest in you. You have a a couple of different offers right now, USD, Army, Columbia, Southwest, uh, Minnesota State, South Dakota. Um, Probably by the time people end up listening to this later in the season, you will have uh, several more. What has that been like for you to, to, have coaches at the next level take notice of your hard work and your skill and uh, and say, hey, look, if you, if you want an opportunity to play at the next level, here it is. Um, it's just been – it's been a crazy experience. It really has. And, um, you know, because, you know, you are putting in that work and, you know, you're just doing it to get better and uh, to be the best football player that you can. And, you know, everyone who does this, like, they want to play at the next level. So it's just so gratifying to, you know, recognize that the hard work you've been putting in is paying off. So it just just motivates me to work even harder. Because, you know, like, senior year, last year, so I'm trying to enjoy high school. Then I also got college to look forward to. And I have that opportunity to play at the next level. It's just like I'm just extremely grateful for it. Any good stories about how you got one of your offers? Um, the Columbia one was actually kind of funny because um, my coach just uh, called me into the office. We we're about to have a lift. And because our football, our, our uh, PE is football. So we just lift during the school year. We lift in PE for football. So yeah, I was just going into lift, and my coach was like, no, nah, I'm coming to the coach's office. 
and uh, the Columbia coach gave me the offer. I was like, dude, like, you haven't texted me or called me or we haven't spoken before ever. And I was just like, yeah, I was just shocked. I was like, it was just out of, completely out of left field. So wait, are you thinking uh, that you're in trouble when you're getting called into the coach's office? Like, are, are you in a complete different mindset? And then out of nowhere, hey, Columbia is here to offer you. Yeah, I, I had no clue. Well, I, I was like, I kind of thought it would be like a coach because, you know, I, I like, my coach calls me in or whatever just during class just or you know, when the coaches are there, like, I go in to talk to them. So I thought it, like, could be a coach, but I wasn't sure. He was, he was pretty casual about it. So I just walked in and the Columbia coach. He was like, yeah, we love your film. We're here to offer you. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, all right. right. Like, I'll take it. Like, this day's yeah, taking a good twist. No, no, it was it was a great it was a great twist. Like I uh, couldn't have uh, couldn't have dreamed it any better, really. So. You mentioned your head coach, uh, Coach Gladnick. He is um, I'm trying to think of the right word. He's a personality. He is certainly somebody that, uh, even as a grown adult myself. I still feel like I'm not necessarily afraid of him, but there is that reverence for the uh, the the intimidating personality that he brings to every situation in life. What's it like playing for him? Oh, it's great. You know, he's a great head coach. But, you know, the thing that I like about Coach Gladnick the most is, um, like, what he teaches us is, like, so much more than, like just football like he's not just teaching us like x's and o's like he's teaching us how to be young men and like how to work in a team and how to lead people and it's like so many other life lessons that i'm gonna apply for the rest of my life and i know my teammates are as well like and i feel like that's why football is like the best sport and it's just it just teaches you so much about life that other sports can't, and I think Coach Gladnick really is good at, you know, teaching us those lessons. So I, 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 go, I go over to Gladnick's Twitter right now, and the first three tweets at the top and uh, five of his six last uh, media tweets are steak. Various uh, sizes, cuts, and looks at it. Um, I think a lot of coaches right now are into the – the new wave, new era performance, you know, get the kids on this kind of super modern this, that, and the other. He almost feels like he has a little bit of that throwback uh, steak and potatoes, blue collar, really down-to-earth vibe. Oh, yeah, it's great. He barbecues, he barbecues for us every once in a while, and it's some of the best food I've had, man. Like, I don't know why everyone's trying to eat, like, kale and steamed broccoli now, you know? Like and some it, steak, or um, he makes like some brisket, just like brisket sandwiches with some with some like barbecue sauce or whatever. It's it's insane. It's so good. Like I don't know, and I see his like Twitter posts and stuff, and like just on the comments of him, like it'll be like coaches from like three other schools trying to like get into the meeting about the wing tee just because he's serving brisket and. I'm like, dude, your your high school runs like the spread. You guys don't even run the wing tee. So 
yeah, I don't know. So do you think, I, I like it, do you think he could, uh, if, if he chose to uh, break away, retire from football, do you think he would uh, be able to open up his own restaurant or, or maybe do a cooking show somewhere? Oh, yeah, I would like for him to open up a restaurant. I feel like that would be great. He could have, like, yeah, no, that would be great. And he could have, like, a little, he can make, like, a little commercial and try and put it on TV and he can just explain it. It would be like a like an old, like, barbecue place, like 1970s diner type. You call know, call it Dirty Birds? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, but we should get a discount. Like, the Tory Pines football team should get a discount there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I hope you guys would be able to eat there for free. I would hope <laughs> yeah, that I, I would know. I would hope that after all that he puts you guys through, uh, that you guys would end up getting there for free. Uh, you bring up food, or we bring up food. Let, let's break away from football a little bit and, and help people get to know you better. And I'll stick right in the theme of food. I always like to start with this question because everyone has an answer, but no one has the right answer. And that is, where's the best Mexican food in San Diego? Oh, are you kidding me? Um, dude, that's such a hard question. Um, I don't know. I would maybe say Nico's. It's this place, um, like, it, um, it's about like five-ish minutes from where I live. But yeah, it's, it's like, it's cash only though. It sucks. That's like, a good I sign though. Wanna... Usually, I feel like that's a, a, a rule of thumb that those are actually the best places. Yeah, it's good, but, like, I just have, like, my debit card or whatever, so, like, it's kind of hard for me to eat there. But, like, when I have money or whatever, like, I always go there. So it's, what's the, what's yeah, the, it's, what's the, uh, what's the ideal thing to get there? Brownie asada tacos. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. With some, with some, uh, lime. You just put the lime on it. Man, you got me hungry now. Um, I might have to, I might have to make my way up there for lunch. Um, if you could only listen to one musician for the rest of your life, who would it be? Um, I only get one? You only get one? Look, I did not say anything about this is going to be a, a softball, easy tomato can interview. This is the hard, this is hard-hitting journalism right here. We're putting your feet to the fire. One is very limited, though, I must say. Um... Also, keep in mind, this is just a hypothetical. This is not going to actually affect your life in any way. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to just give a bad answer. Like, I feel like I'm... Uh, I'm all right, all right. Myself. Then, then, then give, me, give me three or four, then. Okay. Um, trippy Red, I like. Um, Led Zeppelin, I like. Um... Yeah, I'll just give you those two. Okay, you've, like, you've got that's, the, that's a good mix. I was gonna say you've got the whole spectrum covered already. Uh, you, you've got from one end to the other there. Um, what is one video game that you feel like you dominate at? Um, video games. Yes, I used to be really good at Fortnite, but um, I kind of stopped playing that. I'm more of like a I'm more of like a Madden guy. Like if someone comes over to my house and plays me at Madden, they're toast. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with the sport spike ball? 
Is that where you like? Is that the one at the beach where you like hit hit it into that net? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Have you played it? Yeah, I've played it. Okay, it's it. I have been shocked this summer by how widespread and popular it is. I I really I thought it was just sort of the oh it's at the beach, but it seems like everybody countywide is playing it. Um, so just in a hypothetical that it becomes a CIF sport. Help me build out maybe a, a four or five person roster from Tory Pines for who the varsity spike ball team would be. Um, me, Mark Anotriani, Matt Lauder, and Four people or five? At four or five. It, this is the most hypothetical at all because it's not a sport. So just you you can load it up to be a 10-person roster if you don't want to step on any anybody's toes. No, I don't care about stepping on people's toes, but <laughs> I just, I just want to know how many people. Um, and then I'm going to go with Ryan Wright. That dude's a beast. Okay, okay. Um, what, what is your favorite class? Or, or subject in school? Uh, English, probably. Okay. So are, you, are, are, we, uh, are we talking to a future writer? Are you going to be uh, uh, writing uh, some, some, the next great American novel in college, or have you given any thought to what you want to major in? I was thinking about majoring in business, but I don't know. My sister was thinking that too, and then she went to college, and she liked her psychology classes now she's like majoring in that so i just kind of want to go in with an open mind and then you know but i'm thinking business right now okay okay well then uh we all look forward to working for you someday uh based off of the high the the, the high caliber schools you're already uh talking to i'm sure that you will uh own some sort of fortune 500 company or something major for that uh let's switch back to football you guys the last couple seasons have had amazingly high caliber competitive years playing all the best opponents that you can get your hands on. You have had your chance to be around yeah, specifically at the linebacking position, uh, players like Louis Bickett who have gone on to play division one. It, it seems like you guys never have a single week off. Every week is competitive, competitive, competitive. Every practice I'm sure is competitive. What has a, a, a high intensity environment like that done for you as a player? It's just like, it's just allowed me to grow so much more. Like they're not, our coaches and stuff, they're not here to like pat us on the back and tell us we did a good job. Like no matter how good we play or this or that, they're always pushing us to become better and to become more. And like, I just, I feel like it's just helped us so much because like we've never been complacent. Even last year, like going into playoffs and stuff, we haven't lost the game yet. And there was still stuff that we were fixing, still stuff that we were getting yelled about. And, like, I feel like that is a big part of our culture as a, as a program is, you know, we're never – nothing is ever good enough. You know, we always have to keep building on what we've done and, you know, getting better and better. And I feel like that um, – I feel like that is really important to who we are. So, 
If you guys want a full preview of the Torrey Pines Falcons season, you can jump over to our Avocado League preview podcast. But right now, I'll, I'll give you at least a rundown of the home games. You guys are opening up the season home versus Los Alamitos. A couple weeks later, you got Olympian, then Carlsbad, Oceanside, and La Costa Canyon. One more time, the home games, Los Alamitos, Olympian, Carlsbad, Oceanside, La Costa Canyon. If you had to tell people out there who have never made their way out to Ed Burke Field for a Friday night game, which one of those home games would you say, hey, come on, check that one out this season? Um, LCC, last game of the season, rival, home game. I mean, what's there not to love? Also, Los Alamitos is going to be a dogfight. So, either of those. You are probably extremely biased to this, but I have become slowly converted to this uh, in recent years. Do you think that Torrey Pines LCC is the he- most heated, most competitive, best rivalry in San Diego high school sports? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to say it, yeah. Because I, I didn't know it, and then I, I, I started to see you guys turn out to everything, from lacrosse to football to volleyball and everything in between in in ways that I was like wow both of these schools are really dedicated to cheering almost against one another and and not even uh not even necessarily for the relevant sports that are going on they just are here to show up one another student section um it it, so I, I give you a lot of credit for that um the the student section though I gotta ask the cardinal chaos what's it like getting to play in front of them oh it's great you know home games and stuff when they're all there and they're singing the songs and they got like the big posters with the lyrics up front. Like, I love it, you know? And, you know, like you, it'll be like fourth quarter or whatever and it's a close game and you just hear them like cheering and doing, you know, their chants or whatever, you know, it's, it's really motivating. And I love it when they all come out because, you know, I know a lot of them. And, you know, it's just a great feeling to know that, like, your school has your back, so. Are you going to be wearing number five again this season? Yep, number five. Any story behind why number five? Um, I don't know, because, like, I when I was, like, first playing football, I, I was, like, a tight end or whatever and, like, D-line or, like, even O-line, too. So I was, like, 55. And then the next year I was, like, this, I was like 10, so I was like, next year I was like, five is a lot cooler than 55, so I just, I just went to five, and then, I don't know, that, that kind of became my number. And the rest is history. Uh, well, yeah. uh, Grant, where can everybody follow you on social media this season? Um, You can follow me on Instagram, it's underscore Grant Anderson, and then on Twitter, it's... Uh, at Grant Anderson, and then has three N's at the end because, like, I don't know, there's like a bunch of Grant Andersons apparently. So <laughs> people stealing your name. Well, yeah, he's going to be rocking. Perfect. He's going to be rocking number five. You can catch him mixing it up right in the middle of every single play all season long for the Torrey Pines Falcons. Grant Anderson, thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck this season to you and the Falcons, folks. Football is so close. It is almost here. We hope that. You're listening to this almost in football season, actually. We, uh, man, we're all very excited for it. Best of luck, as I said, this season, Grant. Folks, we will talk to you soon.